Thanks for tuning in. We're Julie and Dana, two moms navigating marriage and motherhood. But this is definitely not your mom's podcast. What's up, guys? This is Julie. And Dana, this is not your mom's podcast. And we realized that we haven't really introduced ourselves. So why don't we tell everyone a little bit about ourselves? All right, let's do you because I think I think your life is interesting. I mean, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like your background, like the the fact that we're both here in South Bluffton, South Carolina, and you want I wanted you to share about why you picked here too because I always ask people that. Yeah, so like if they didn't vacation here when they're young, and I never have been here before. I moved here, uh, so like we lived in New York. Yeah. I was like born and raised there, grew up there for thirty years, whatever, and then I turned to John one day and I was like, we need to move. Like we need to go somewhere else because we went on like vacation once and we just kind of were like, wow, there's like just so much more out there. Like why yeah. are we like staying in one place? By the way, this is Dana 101. Every day it's, yeah, every day we need to new. do something yeah. new, go somewhere Everywhere new. I go visit, I'm like, we should move here. I know. But um, so we were taking it slow. We had like a two-year plan actually, which is not like me. And we went That's and like we were- like John's doing probably. Probably. <laughs> and we were taking it slow and we were looking at different places and it was kind of just like a maybe thing for a while. Like we just kind of talked about it, but I didn't know that we were going to go through with it. And we kept visiting um, around Charlotte area, which mm-hmm. we really liked, but it felt very Long Island-esque. And you didn't say where you lived in New York. Yeah, Long Island. Okay. So it's like, you know, very suburban, but like built up suburban. And, um, yeah, so then one day I saw pictures of someone I knew from high school, actually, that moved here. And I was like, it just looks exactly like what I was picturing when I said I want to move. Like, palm trees and, like, warm weather. Like and near like, the water and stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess like, you were near different. the water, though. We were near the water. But, uh, like, it was cold. Like, you were only going yeah. to the water, like, for, like, is two it, months out of the year. Would you go to, like, was it called, like, I... Forgive me if I don't know the places like, like Coney Island or something. No, that's like very far and weird to go to. <laughs> that's the only thing I know. We have a big book that my friend got me from New York, which she lived in my hand, and it was called This Is New York. And it like talked about all the like little oh, I know. and stuff. I always say it's so funny because like whenever I name towns that we were from, everyone always laughs. Like I- we lived in Ronkonkoma. Stop it. I know. Wait. Ron- <laughs> Wait, you had to do it like this. Ronkonkoma. All of us. It sounds like Count Dracula. We should put it as a cereal box. <laughs> and like, like a disease. All of them are like Native American names. Hopog, Ronkonkoma, um, Nisiquag. Like funny I'm dying right now. I keep wanting I to say Ronkonkoma. Ronkonkoma. <laughs> so anyway, we basically, we I kept saying, I need to see this place before we decide somewhere. We were even looking in Florida. Like we were looking everywhere and anywhere. Yeah. I was very open, but... See, Florida. Some people want to live in Florida. Yeah. I mean, I was open to it. I was open to anywhere that was going to be warmer. I you were Trevor for a second. That's why I was like, Florida. <laughs> I was open to anywhere that was going to be warmer with, like, less traffic. Yeah. And lower cost of living and have, like, fun things still. So, anyway, we came down here on our tr- our last trip. This was our last trip before we were about to move to look at Charlotte. We had a okay. realtor in Charlotte and everything. We come oh, wow. down here. We did a four-hour trip here. We went four to, hours. Yes, we why went only to, four? Because we only had four hours. This was You're not like part of the through? plan. Yeah, we were just passing through. Okay. We only had one day to do it. Okay. So we literally went to Hilton Head. We went to the beach quick. We drove around a ton of you know this area. Wait, you accepted Hilton Head as is? Like you didn't think of it touristy? No. Okay. No, I didn't. Because compared to New York, I don't find this place touristy. And compared to New York, I don't find this place busy. I haven't been to New York in a while, so. When people talk about traffic here, I laugh. Like, well, there laugh. is major traffic to get on the island yes, at 9 a.m. Occasionally, okay. Agreed. Occasionally going to the island at a certain time, like you when hit the, traffic. What is it? The crossover when the, 
what are those things called? Timeshares. It's on Saturdays, my friends. Yes. There's like no, this In the summer, over. there's definitely traffic for sure. And like, I didn't get that when I first moved here. They're like, oh, you know, timeshare traffic. And I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. But then, the turnover. I, you know, I worked on a restaurant on the islands and I needed to get there by like 4 p.m., you know, to open up the restaurant and do my thing. And it's like, if you didn't leave like an hour and a half, you would yeah. be stuck. I knew exactly what they meant. I know. It's just when you're on... When you're on Long Island and heading towards the city, especially, there's just always traffic. Like it's very rare to not have traffic. My our like for example, ready? We went to Brooklyn one day to see my friend's bakery that she opened up. It was four miles from where we were at, and the the GPS said an hour and twenty minutes. Four miles. I know. Anyway, that's what I was saying. Yeah, sidetrack. All right. So we'll have to back break to down the story. your life there. In we saw this place for four hours. We also looked in Charleston area. We looked in Charlotte, whatever. I came here and I was like, this is it. Like, we're moving here. <gasps> I it's made like the when decision. you know you found the one. Yeah. This is it. This like, is I made the one. decision. I was like, and I don't know that we'll live here forever. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. always say that. Like, everyone's like, oh, I'm so kids. glad you found your forever home. I'll never say a forever home. Yeah. Um, like, I don't get that either. Like, I understand, like, you put a lot of, I think some people say that because they, like, maybe designed their home exactly the way they wanted to and stuff. But it's like, just, you know, treat that as like, art creation or something and then yeah. try another time try another way yeah. for like a different season in your life so i, I agree know. i mean like i would say it's our long-term home it's our long-term to plan. raise like your kids and right stuff. yeah yeah but i'm sure once the kids are all gone and yeah. stuff that we'll go somewhere else it's your parents <laughs> yeah see ya. I mean, they like came here i know so yeah that was the story my parents came with us because i'm an only child and they were like hmm, you're not taking our grandkids um and they moved next door to us and we had to we had a nightmare moving here that's really? a long story, but I I'll know. try to make it short. Okay. We, uh, it was during COVID. We, so, oh, right. and I was graduating nursing school. So like, I didn't have a job yet. Oh John God. was on like furloughed off so his job. This is like job. my favorite part. She goes, we came here. She didn't have a job and he didn't have a nope, job. We had no jobs. We literally had no choice though. Cause our, we sold our house already. So we had nowhere to go. So I was like, do we rent in New York where it's really expensive or do we come down here? Yeah. We had money saved up. So we had like good. a good savings account, but no one was going to rent to you. With no oh, job. Yeah, you have to show like your Yes. Financial. And we couldn't buy a house yet because that all fell through because of COVID. So we literally came here with no no house, no job. The kids, the dogs. It was like a nightmare. We literally just packed the car. Oh and my gosh. I did find Trevor this would woman. Never, like, let there us was do that. no other option. We had nowhere to live up there either. Like we sold our house. It was gone. Oh my gosh. So we But I love that about you. And guys. no one was hiring because it's COVID time. It was just such a mess. So we came down here. I did have a few interviews. It wasn't like completely blind. I had a few interviews set up. I was going to be a nurse. It was COVID time. They yeah, you're going someone. to get something. So I knew you I weren't ha- worried. Just didn't have it set in place. Exactly. Yeah. So we ended up coming down, and I spoke to this woman, and she was like, "Going to rent the house to us." And I explained to her that we needed a one year rental until we could buy something. Um, once we're down there, we'll be able to look for something. I explained to her that because of COVID, we both were out of a job that I had two interviews set up down yeah. here. And I was like, and I know it's a huge risk, but like you can check everything on us. Yeah. Like check our credit, look at my bank statements. I can pay you like six months up front if you want, like whatever we need to do to make oh this God. work. Dana's baller. Right? I was like ready to go. So she was like, no, I get it. Like, I want to help you guys out. Like, I totally understand. And she was like, it's no problem. So I was like, okay, great. So I am always not trustworthy. So I'm like background checking her. I matched that the house that she owned it. I had our realtor down here go and see that the house was like legit. 
And then I asked, can our realtor come in and see the house? Can she like check it out quick? And they were like, well, they have a kid. They don't want anyone inside because of COVID. And I was like, okay, seems legit, right? Like I get it. And no one wanted anyone near them. And especially in New York, like no one was doing anything. So I was like, okay, fair enough. I guess I just have to trust the process. We get down here. We pull into our driveway with our huge ass moving truck with all of our belongings, with our kids, with everything. And John walks in and I see him walk out and his eyes were like, and I was like, whoa, what where, just happened? Where is it? It was um, by the outlets. So. I'm thinking. It was a beautiful neighborhood. The house was nice on the outside too. So he walks out and I'm like, oh God. So he goes, I don't know if you're going to want to live there. And I was like, what? Like, what do you I mean you don't know knew. if I want to live there? Yeah. So I walk in and the pictures that she posted must have been of 15 years ago because the paint colors weren't even the same. And it was filthy dust piled like this on everything the rugs had like i don't know if it was blood or wine but there was like dark red stains everywhere there was mold all over the bathrooms like your biggest fear it was disgusting like it was inhabitable like that's the only way i could describe it (laughs) it was and we brought um two (laughs) cleaning people with us like that we hired personally even though she said she was getting the house cleaned we always do that whenever we move into a house like i always want it cleaned up good like a good deep clean and they said it was the worst condition they've ever seen they were going to triple the cost because they said that's how bad it was did you go there or did you immediately call her and like said no we're all here this is all in together i know but like did you like try to pull out of it or did you have to stay there for a little bit no i was not moving the kids in i'm like when i'm saying inhabitable like i'm not being exaggerating at all there was mildew everywhere black mold like i'm not exaggerating at all Mm -mm. then we go (coughs) so then she's like like when you find other people's pubes on the toilet it was worse i could have helped dealt with that because i could have cleaned it this was like deep like deep stuff so then we go to the back door there's not even a back door handle like it's just an opening and I'm like, look at her. And I'm like, this is like not safe. It's not livable. She's like, oh my gosh, you're being so dramatic. She goes, a little dirt's good for their immune system. I go, this is not a little dirt, first of all. Second of all, you just shut like up. came up with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is disgusting. Like, we can't live yeah, here. It's good for your immune system. Try to tell I know. that to the people there. I know. <laughs> but then at the same time, we're sitting there and me and John are like, we don't have jobs. We don't have, like, we don't have somewhere to go. What what the hell are we going to do if we don't move in here? Did you go to a hotel or something? So John tried to make some deals with her. He was like, we'll move in here, but, like, can you take money off the rent and I'll fix everything up for you? Like, we were trying to make some trades. She was, like, not having it. She told us she was going to sue us. Her daughter's a lawyer. She gets her oh, daughter good. on the phone. Her daughter is a lawyer. And then we tell her our side, and we're like, this is what we walked into. And she goes, give the phone to my mom. And she goes, mom, you need to let them out of the contract right now yeah because if you were to post all that shit yeah you'd be the you would yeah never we would have, have won you would have never had any t- future tenant there either yeah we would have absolutely won so anyway the cleaning people even said to her there too they were like they're gonna win in court like this is ridiculous so she, anyway she let us out of our our agreement and like gave us our money back and wow. we went and we stayed in a hotel we lived there for two weeks and during those two weeks we both got jobs yeah and did you like staying in the hotel for two weeks or was it like hell because your kids were like young and it was all like confined but was it nice? It was fun. We yeah. had a good time. It was fun. We, um, you know, we made the best of it. I just motioned it. <clears throat> Dana, I don't usually drink coffee. coffee, but I had crazy Robitussin oh cough medicine last night, and I'm Robo-tripping. like a weirdo. So, Dumb. yeah. So, that was our story. It was a nightmare. And then we ended up finding a beautiful house that we rented across from the kids' elementary school, and we got it for a great deal. It was like $1,800. It was a four-bedroom house. Farm? Yeah. I love the farm. <clears throat> it was beautiful. Yeah. And um, we stayed there, and then like a few months in, we started building our house that we live in now. So yeah. that was that story. 
<laughs> it was wild. I was entertaining. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. So it was good. What about you? How'd you end up here? Trevor. We were, he was already here. He moved here from his previous relationship, marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was already settled here and we met online. Why did they come here? Because they were in Indiana. Yeah. So her, his ex's mother has a house here. And okay. they would come visit. And they really liked it. Like, I noticed a lot of people come here from visiting. Yeah. They like used to vacation yeah. here and stuff. Yeah. And they were going to like help them set up and like start their family and stuff like that. So he was already here and I was dating online. We were dating, I guess, online. He had, you know, been through his divorce and stuff. What year was this? Oh, I have no idea, actually. I can't think about like Because you guys have been together for a while. I didn't even know online dating was like a thing back in the day. (laughs) No, I always tell people, I'm like, we like, actually then it was more to me embarrassing to be like, we met online. Right. There was like a stigma around Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it was called OK Cupid, which I have no oh, yeah. idea. Yeah, I remember. It was like that. a free one. Yeah. Um and so yeah, we just started chatting there and uh he came to visit me. I was in Delray Beach at the time. That's not where I lived most of my life, but um I don't know. He was we just like hit it off and I was like, Well, at the time I was doing like Google AdWords, so all I needed to do is pick up my computer and go. Yeah. And he when I was like, so I could this is so forward of me when I think about it. How long were you together when you said you'd come? A weekend, Dana. One weekend. What? Yeah. We'd been chatting for like a year and a half, though, like off and on, like in and out of one of my relationships. And I even told okay. my friend, like, this is so sappy and gross and annoying. I'm sure people would be like, eh. But like, I just knew, though. Yeah. Before I even saw him physically, I just sort of knew like that he was like, Oh, that's cute. To be with. It's yeah. cute because you're so opposite. So you wouldn't think so, that you would like click that quick, but it makes sense. So opposite. I never thought I was going to get married or have children. I just want to join like the Peace Corps and be on my own, like have five billion animals. He changed. He like flipped my world and my plans upside down. Oh. Um. Anyway, so I was like, I can come to you because he's like, I can't move. I have a daughter. Right. I'm settled. You know, and I'm like, well, I can come to you. And he's like, okay. And so I found this little like garage apartment. I found a garage apartment in the neighborhood that he lived with Callie because legally I couldn't be with him. Right. Him and his wife set up, ex-wife yeah. set up a thing where not even, I couldn't even spend the night if Callie was there. Yeah. But it worked out really well. The time was annoying, but I it was so good for Callie. Like yeah. You, and if you have children, you understand. You don't want like on both sides, you have to trust that like your ex is not being like randos, dating in right. and spending the night. You, you never know. You're going to have people coming in and out of the house. I, I do get yeah, it. It was yeah. great. And I... It it was good, but it also rushed our engagement yeah. and our marriage too, because it was like, hey, we kind of knew, and we don't want this. Like, anyway, so I stayed in this little garage apartment in a suburb, and I was kind of like getting antsy. I was working at a restaurant and stuff, and I was like, I left like everything to like come here, and I knew no one. I'm like, is yeah. this going anywhere? Like, this is so not me. But I was like having to talk to him about like, are we like going to commit? Yeah, like, get engaged, get married, or else like I'm gonna get an apartment with like a girlfriend and like live my life, and we can continue just dating. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had to like kind of light the fire under his ass. I mean, it makes sense. You changed everything to come I here. I did. I know. I'm like, I up my life. Like, what's going and on you only I gave him- it some time, though. Like, obviously, it was like, what? I think like, maybe six months or a year, maybe, actually. So to recap, that. you met him for a weekend in Florida, and then you were like, I'll move here. Yeah. And I then literally you were like, went- six months in, you're like, are we getting married or yeah. what, bitch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I pushed everything real hardcore. Um, <laughs> I had to move in my parents, so first for like a month, just to get like my shit. Right. organized and stuff like that. I literally, in Delray, I just 
opened up my back door and I saw this bum like riding his bicycle and I was like, can you, do you want any of my shit? And he was like, yeah. And he came in and took six garbage bags full oh, of like wow. pots and pans, clothes, anything he could. And he rode oh, away. Well, that was nice. I know. And I'm like, I just, it was one of the best times of my life to get rid of all the things that I, yeah. I was attached to. And I like left with some clothes. But. I always say that our moves have actually helped us declutter. Yeah. Oh, I'd love, yeah. everyone hates moving. Now I know it's exhausting. It is. I fucking love it. Is it is nice to I declutter. Because things, things just get stuck. Like look up there. You have stuff up in their closets. Like Ugh. you have stuff in crevices. Like that's how it happens. Yeah. Like all these closed I'm doors. I'm never going through all this stuff. I don't have time for that. I'm trying to clean my floors. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and then I got here and yeah, that's it. I've never, I've never been to Hilton Head and that's funny. Okay, so you came here sight unseen. Yeah. Well, I came to visit a couple times, like when we were dating. Okay. I was at my parents' house. Okay. So I did come. I I didn't just come from Delray and then moved right in here without knowing, although that's very me anyways. Yeah. But I did move in with my parents for like a month. And then within that month, I think it came out almost every weekend. And you moved from, okay, so talk quickly how you even ended up in Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was born and raised in Dahran, Saudi Arabia. Um, my dad worked for an oil company there called Aramco. And so we were there for 15 years. There's boarding school after ninth grade. And my brother did the boarding school thing. And I was getting in a little bit too much trouble. And they did not trust me to be on my own. And so we decided to move back to the States. Did I always find that interesting, though, because, like, obviously Saudi Arabia is a very different country than here. Yeah. And you had so many different rules and stuff. And like, Oh, yeah. That's but like, you lived on a compound, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like. People always say, like, army brat or, you know, it's kind of the same thing. We lived on a compound. We like, commissary and, like, you know, little... And how big was it? I don't know, like, how to describe how big it like, was. Like, were you... Did you feel like you were in, like, a neighborhood like this or was it smaller? Oh, no, no, no. It was bigger. It was bigger. Way bigger. So almost yeah. like a town feel. Yes. Okay. A town feel would probably be small town. Okay. And it had... And everyone like, probably like, knows each other, right? Everyone knows each other. Yeah. Wow. And I you know. went to school in that compound? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And food store, everything. Yeah, everything was there. It was kind of so nice. Crazy. Like some things were crazy. Like everyone's houses were basically some sort of like townhouse ish kind of feel, and okay. there was only so many different like models. So I always talk about this with other people. I didn't really understand like the status of wealth in between each family because no one really drove fancy cars because it gets really weathered from the sand. And, and the you heat also were just humidity. driving in a little area, right? Everyone had shitty cars. Most people's houses were all the same. Right. And so we didn't really know, like, if someone's, like, someone's family was, like, wealthier or less. That's kind of cool. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's such I an mean, interesting concept. I mean, there is a billion things I could talk about that what it was like there that was different here, like, culturally, you know? Yeah. Like, I guess we can talk about it another time, but I don't know. Like, we had- And were you allowed off the compound at all? Yeah. And okay. we didn't, at that time, have to cover our hair or anything, but you couldn't wear, like, shorts and show your shoulders and stuff, really. You oh, had to okay. kind of respect their, like- yeah, rules. You were going um, but women can't drive outside the compound, so we'd have to get like on a bus if we wanted to go downtown or anything, go shopping. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I know. There's a lot of things we couldn't sit outside the compound. Um, we can't sit in front of males. There's like a separate eat and eat. There's a separate eating section. I find it interesting that you grew up with all of those rules, yeah. and yet you like don't have any of that mindset. Like you're just mm-hmm. such a you know. It's yeah. just funny. What you don't know, I didn't know any better. And there was like prayer calls sometimes it was your a day. There yeah. was like mosques and stuff for people to go pray, like in the middle of a soccer game. If it was Ramadan and prayer calling out, you would just stop the game so they can have their fasting break. Um, 
I don't know, get into the airport, off the plane. It was tea time or something. They would literally be in the middle about to stamp your passport and just get up and fucking leave. And you would have to just wait there until they're ready to come back or whatever. It was wow. just, there's just so much. Yeah, a lot I mean, of differences. There's just a lot of differences, but I didn't know any better. Yeah. So you, how old were you when you moved to the Like, States? I don't have a hatred about how they're treating women poorly and stuff. And I did those sort of things. Now, I wasn't. You know, you know, Muslim or Saudi or anything right. had to go through it from like child to adult and and go through those culture differences or go through their culture and feel like I wasn't able to live the life I deserve. But I did have to do some of the customs, but it didn't make me think anything less. I was just trying to I just did. You just and it didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Like you said, you didn't grow up in it in that sense. And like you didn't have to do like adulthood as a woman there. So right. Who knows I'm sure there's a felt. Yeah. Oh, I totally get their perspective. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I wouldn't. But I got glimpses and had to do it. And yeah. I didn't think anything of it. I yeah. Guess. Well, you were always say there. like, how did you feel about yeah. having to cover up or having these things? I'm like, I don't know. We just did it. Yeah. I feel like at that age, though, you don't question much. You, you know, don't. like That's you kind of just go with the flow yeah, and kind of resilient. Yeah. Just whatever. How old were you when you moved back here? Fifteen. And was it like a culture shock to come back? Not necessarily because they did give us a vacation once a year and we'd come to the States every summer for like a good month and a half. Okay. Um, I, you would go wherever your family was, right? My mom's Peruvian, so um, most of her family's in Peru, but she had like one aunt. And then, of course, my dad's parents live in the States. So we'd come every year. So I had an idea. Yeah. But yeah, I went to like public school and it was like, I don't know. It was crazy. Like there's so many cliques and like gangs and like yeah. crazy shit. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I quickly so got funny. in trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I remember when I saw, like, got inside, like, one of the yellow buses. Like, I was like, what is this? Cause, like, yeah. we, we had, like, on our compound was really nice. Like, I think they were trying to provide for you because they're like, you're living on a fucking desert. You yeah. know, nothing. There's weird rules. There's like no alcohol. There's certain food and stuff that, like, you're just missing out on. You're missing out on all your friends and Wait, family. No, no alcohol? No alcohol. Did people have like little prohibition yeah, they'd make things? It, well, they, yeah, well, they'd make their own. Like my mom made her own wine and there was this stuff called like Siddiqui. I think it means my friend, which they like sort of let us Americans like come up with this like disgusting, like 180 proof, like clear liquid alcohol. Oh my and we gosh. would sip on it as teenagers and yeah. Like, oh yeah. But yeah. wow. So interesting. So interesting. Anyway, they had like pools. Golf courses, soccer fields, tennis courts, extra, like, there was places that are, like, youth centers and stuff for, like, the kids to go to and play and stuff. So we, extracurricular activities, which is probably why my kids are heavily involved in extracurricular activities, was huge there. There's yeah. nothing for us to do afterwards. Not like any of us could go get a job at 15 yeah. or, um, I don't know. Oh, it was mostly the men that worked. So, like, all the moms weren't working. Like 90% of them. Yeah. There were some that could or did, had a contract of some sorts. And a lot has changed probably from oh, way yeah. back then to now. So I, yeah. I'm just speaking from my I even remember growing then. up a lot of moms. I mean, there were working moms for sure. I think that like that was kind of the, the 90s was kind of the time that that started to happen. But I feel like there was also like a lot of stay-at-home moms. Probably. But my mom was more educated and had a better job than my dad before he came. And a lot of her a lot of the moms there were as well. And they chose right. to stop working to have this experience instead because it was good money. The yeah. insurance is crazy. You don't have to pay for rent, electricity, or anything. They provide like everything for you. Yeah. So it's like, let's go to this other country. Their plan, like I think everyone else's parents' plan was, let's go there for like four to six years, save money. And my parents ended up staying there for like 20. So that's wild. Or 50. I don't even know how long they stay there now. My brother's like three. But yeah, it was pretty. So anyway, really like nice kind of 
on the compound things, but mm-hmm. they were just trying to make it nice where as an adult, yeah. it probably wouldn't well, have they been probably, that much you, fun. Well, yeah, they they need people to work, right? Yeah. And they need people to stay there. So if it was yeah. terrible, people are going to be like, I'm leaving. Yeah, I know. So, so there's just a bunch of wild, it's cool. wild, wild stories, but yeah. Would you move to another country with your kids right now? It's interesting. I did so much traveling. I've been traveling since I was like born. Yeah. My parents were big travelers. Um, you would think that that would put the travel bug in me. Like that's all my mom wanted to do, which is why my dad took the job. And every time that they um, paid for our vacation, they would like turn in some of that. I think they would give you like a better airplane ticket or like something for like your hotels or whatever. And they would use that money and hit different countries and travel less expensively. Mm-hmm. And so we bopped around everywhere. So I've been to a lot of places really young, but I just didn't appreciate it because I was like, okay, I'm in a, like, I'm in a museum and I'm like six and I'm like bored or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I would die for that now. But anyway, I always told myself once I got back to the States, like I wanted to settle so tired of traveling. Right. Yeah, it's I bizarre. See that. Like I, yeah. I didn't want to shuffle and pack and go through customs and airplanes for eleven hours and nine hours. And things yeah. are different now, where the technology is better and stuff. But it, then it kind of wasn't, and it was I don't know. So I definitely tell Trevor all the time, like I want to pick up and go somewhere. But we do have a lot of luxury here in the states. Yeah. That, like other countries, there's weird rules and yeah, things like there's that. There's pros so. and cons. And so yeah, there's pros places. and cons. But I would definitely, definitely at least for a year or two or three or something, just to have that yeah like, experience. Like, well. I think it's amazing to be in another country and, like, culture your kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only so much you can read about it, but when you're living... Violet announced to me yesterday, she was like, so I really hope that you... Um, she's seven, by the way. I really hope that for my birthday this year, you surprise me with airline tickets to Hawaii, and then we can go to Japan. And I was Girl, like... Girl, I'm going to Japan with um, you. I want to go. That's what you want for your eighth birthday? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, she's like, the food looks so good in Japan. That's the only reason she wants to she go. She eats sushi? Oh, yeah, they do eat sushi. Oh, she wants to go. She likes the Japanese street food that she sees yeah. on the videos. Oh, yeah. Um, she goes, I've always wanted to fly first class. <laughs> I don't even think, have you ever flown first no. class? No. Neither have I. And I my tell you, her dad birthday did... isn't going to be flying first class. <laughs> oh, my God. My dad did put me on my last flight leaving Saudi. was actually really sad. I was, um, he let me go to Norway first to visit my best friend, her her parents were teachers and that's what and so like teachers at the time you can obviously go to different countries and make more money right mm-hmm. so they had their next next destination was Norway so he let me fly business class from Saudi to Norway and I thought it was the shit this is a funny story and I you know in other countries once you get to Europe and stuff by the time you're 18 you can drink mm-hmm. so I'm in business class she's like what do you want to drink and I'm like a rum and coke Ugh. and I'm like 15 she's like okay and she got for me so I ended up having like Five of them. Oh when I got God. off, I was drunk and like sick. And Jackie's mom like went to pick me up and was like, "Not good." Oh my God, that's so funny. I know. I was like, "Oh yeah, I can order alcohol." My cousin moved her family to Switzerland for cool like ten years, and it was the same thing. Her <gasps> ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's I guess really they. Um, I guess they the her husband's job asked them to move there. Yeah, and um, it was you know they rented the house for them and stuff and. They went over there. He makes really good money. So I'm sure they gave him quite a lot more to go there. <laughs> and she's also very much like that, too. Very worldly, very like wants to have new experiences. So she had three young kids at the time, little. They were t- they were they were young and they all moved over there. And she lived there for maybe even a little longer than 10 years. I mean, That's her kids so went through cool. school there like her. But the school's amazing. I know the school in Saudi was amazing because I was like, I'm not good at school. They went to like an English speaking school, like yeah. I guess an Americanized one. But um, 
I don't know everything. And she was saying it was such a shock for them to come back here because same thing. They grew up there until they were 17, 18, but they all want to go to college here. So that's why they all moved back. Um, But like her daughter, she was like, me and my daughter have been like going out to lunch and like drinking wine since she was 16. Yeah. Because there it was 16 for wine and beer. Yeah. And she my was mom like, always had wine on the table. And yeah. And she's like, and all of a sudden we come back and like they ID'd her. We ordered it without even thinking. And they like ID her and she's like 17. They probably were like looking at, yeah. you know, like what the hell. Yeah. She's no, like, it I was think so interesting. It, Prostitution was legal there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Amsterdam. A lot of things. Amsterdam's a good one, like the red light district. Yeah. Yeah. See them in the window. So I don't know. It's interesting. I would definitely, I mean, I, if, John ever I don't know what I would do but I think if like we ever had the opportunity to I feel like it would be a hard thing to pass up yeah I was gonna say I think my parents were brave like yeah it when is brave I I envy that yeah that and especially my dad he's a small town like you know guy that wants to be near his family and he's very like home oriented in that way for him to be brave enough to get up and yeah. move at the time Especially back then when you didn't have no, like contact with people. This is like and really, I think they left in the really late 70s. Now people research like a hotel that they're going to stay at for yeah, three you can hours. Do so much research. They just were so like, funny. let's go. They left everything Crazy. to go to another country and not just any country, Saudi Arabia right. at that time. Like, I just think they were so brave. Like, I, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Because we also cool. got attached to our cousins and grandparents. That was another thing I missed out on. Yeah. I didn't get attached to any aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents. Of course, we try to like visit them all like when we got back to the States and like, and I'd see them for like a couple days, like right, once a year right. or whatever. And the communication. Yeah, There's that no, is like, interesting because I grew up or, with like my family, like real I know. Close. But it made my friends my family. Mm-hmm. So I still keep up with a lot of my Saudi friends. Like they are literally, when I talk about like, we don't just say sisters and brothers, but they're like my family and yeah. their parents were yeah. my family so yeah made us close in that way yeah that makes sense i even feel like that happens down here a lot a lot of people yeah. down here have moved yeah. away from their family been- and like i know that happens in our community a lot too like a lot of people celebrate holidays together like you know things that yeah. you would normally do with your family you do with like your friends yes yeah we had to do all like the holidays yeah. and stuff like that so um okay so transitioning out yeah, of let's our lives yeah. i want to bring up some social media things okay, okay. so one thing that's really big in like the mom, ooh, in the mom um, TikTok social media world, world is um, this company called Kite Baby. Kite? As in kite. I fly kite? Yeah. Okay. Um, and they are, I want to say, I don't know a ton about their company because I haven't heard about them before, but I guess they're like a big company that started off social media and like they're a, like a onesie pajama baby company. Bamboo. Like little babies? Yes. Okay, like not like big kids and stuff. No, like bamboo quality material. It's supposed to be really good. A lot of moms loved the brand. Okay. So um, one of their employees, I guess, adopted a baby recently. Okay. And the baby ended up being born really prematurely and had to be in the NICU. Okay. And the the mom, the adopted mom, was like, I need to take care of this baby in the NICU. Can I work remotely? She worked for Kite Baby. Okay. She says, can I work remotely for a little while? Just like, I can't, like the baby's not doing well. I need to be with the baby. Yeah. And the company head said, absolutely not, and terminated her. (gasps) And she didn't even get like a maternity leave and extended. And meanwhile, I guess her, um, I guess like her job was very doable remotely too. So like she didn't think anything of it by asking. Most things are these days. Most things are. So... This is just shows you the power of social media, which I think is so cool. That's kind of what I'm getting into. Well, she tells her story on TikTok. 
and she's upset and she's talking about how she lost her job with a company that is based off making baby products yeah. terminated you for having a baby yeah. that was in need. Like, I just feel like I get jobs have to get done, but like we're taking away the person, right? So she takes to social media. Well, social media goes wild on this and moms are like, I will never buy from this company yeah, kite again. Baby's going up. You're flames. going down. Yeah. So she, the kite baby owner, she gets on and she does this apology, which is scripted. It's literally like, I am so sorry for terminating. Like, it's so blah. Like all monotone. So like- blah. So people get more pissed now. They're like, are you kidding? That's the apology you put out? Why'd you right. even say anything? So now they're going hard at her. So then she puts up this video on TikTok where she's like a they little cry. bit more emotional. And she's like, I'm going to go off She's topic. all putting those tears in her eyes. Yeah. And she says in it, she's like, I like, I know it was wrong. Like, I shouldn't have done it. But like, I just did. Like, I don't know. There was no like reasoning, really. So anyway. Other than you're a cold hard bitch and all you care about is your company. Yes. But what but I, I guess, find like, wait, most go ahead. Well, what yeah. I find most fascinating about the whole topic, yes, the whole thing is crazy. I think that we as a society needs to view our employees as people, as human beings. But oh, beyond that, I'm thinking about how crazy it is that social media has such power. These companies uh, have to yeah. get their shit together because we support them and the way that the internet works now. If you put out a story and you're like, this is what happened and this is the company I worked for, people like it's can band like, together. This is like the new era of reviews. Like, fuck reviews anymore. You just get on social media and be like, you know, whatever company it's was, crazy. you did me wrong. And it's like, yeah. boom. And it's probably scary on the flip side, just playing devil's advocate for the companies. Because if someone does get on and tell your story wrong or make something up, right? Yeah, like, you're totally living in the age. Like, even you were telling me, even my friend who's a doctor, like, nurses and doctors now are getting like reviewed from like oh, their patients yeah. and stuff like that yeah well i didn't really know that like yeah that kind of sucks and so like you have to always be like on and trying not that you're not doing your job but like you're now worried all the time here's my problem with that though <sighs> is like in the healthcare field and i won't speak on my behalf but like yeah. just in general yeah. speaking like even as a patient you're there to be my doctor or my healthcare provider, yeah. right? And yes, do I hope that you have some sympathy and bedside manner? Absolutely. But you're also a human being who had a day. Yeah. And as long as you're doing your job properly, you're diagnosing me properly, uh-huh. you're medicating me properly, and you're taking care of me properly. If you weren't super bubbly walking in and like all like excited and yeah. all this stuff, I don't care. You're not customer service. No. In fact, I used to go to this one pediatrician that had terrible bedside manner for for my kids because I thought he was fucking funny because he was so like yeah he'd even roll his eyes at me oh my god when I asked questions and, then, listen, and I like live for that I I'm think like, you should again. be you're in a people job I think yeah. you should think be about a how people annoying first time moms he <clears throat> listens to and asks those yeah. same questions yeah. and I'm I'm not like blaming you first time moms that was one and I was yeah. like well what about and yeah. he's like he would like sigh and be like this is what you're gonna do and I'm like dying inside like i was cracking up i'm like please do it again i think it's funny when people have the balls to be like yes shitty it's not customer service it's not and i don't care in fact i liked him because he didn't fucking fluff things up he just went right right to the sort like just told me how to do it you have the right to find whatever kind of doctor you want yeah so like like, that's not for you that right and i was like i like you no one else does but i like you (laughs) that is so funny i love it it's true though we definitely are making it all very and customer service based and like I don't know. There's everything's customer service. Right? But would you this judge? is what I was talking about with like tips. Everyone is like, everyone's expecting tips now. Like everyone's, and 
I think there's a lot of jobs that should get tipped. But I'm just saying, like, I'm ready for, like, nurses to take out a tip book soon and be like, here you go. You Absolutely. Know? Like, but then then you're, like, probably acting like Which I said. wouldn't mind, by the way. <laughs> but then you're probably acting like all the service industry people where you're saying, like, now you have to come in and, like, put on. Yeah. Which is, I'm not saying that that's a good or a bad thing, but, like, you guys work so long and you have a lot of pressure. You have people's lives on your hands and now yeah. you have to worry about now being pleasant because well, someone truthfully, needs that. nurses aren't always treated like people. I mean, there's, Ugh. think about it. You might be coding someone in one room and just watched a patient of yours that you've been with for a while die in your arms. And then you're supposed to get it together and yeah. go get your patient who's asking for water or crackers, yeah. their food instantly because we're customer service based, you know? So it's yes. like, it's hard. You're turning things on and off very quickly. It's and sad. while I think healthcare industry should have feelings and sympathy and, you know, bedside manner for patients. Patients also need to think about that too. You know, like it goes both ways. Like we're all human. We're all human. Well, I think people, do you, do you think people are getting worse? Do you think the people are getting worse and having higher expectations and demands now based off how we live or a lack of perhaps, mm, I'm not saying like, social media is bad and everything and the phone is bad and everything, but like maybe perhaps a little less lack of that sort of human to human interaction where you well, have to like be careful yeah. and have like polite manners and like, yeah, I don't know. I think I, it's probably a combination of things. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it used to be. I have no clue. <laughs> she's but all like, young. She's like, I'm, I'm like, only oh. 30 people. Like. But like, you know, I, I think that people definitely overall speaking, not even in this field and any field, I think we have definitely lost our patience. I think we okay. want things when yeah. we want them. I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. I'm like, what because do you mean they're not open? Thing, you know, like. It's because. You, or not, instant gratification. Yeah. Instant gratification. Yeah. We're used to instant gratification. For sure. No one's used to waiting anymore. No. No. Ooh. No one is used to fucking waiting anymore. No. Nope. What's it's one hard. place you have to wait though? And that like, you just have to deal with it. DMV, right? DMV, you always have to wait. Um, um, doctor's offices too, for the most part, but they are getting better with like the whole minute check-ins clinics. now. Yeah, you, right, you told me about care, the minute yeah. clinic. I feel like a dinosaur. I'm like, wait, what's this place that I can go in and like yeah. schedule online and be it's there? Quick. I know in bigger cities, it's like, come on, y'all, this is what we do. But like, yeah, I wasn't used to it. I thought I had to do the old fashioned way, like make a doctor's appointment, or if I just showed up, I'm going to sit there for like four hours. There's not a lot of things you wait for anymore. I mean, for the most part, right? Food could get delivered now. What about that know? saying? All good things happen to people that wait. No. Like, I don't think anybody knows how to wait. It is. It's getting harder. And like I said, I'm guilty of it too, especially growing up in New York. Yeah. Where I didn't have to wait for anything. Yeah, you just That's ordered everything, That's been a change right? coming here. Like, even when okay. I was trying to get in with a seamstress to get, like, Lily's stuff hemmed, I'm yeah. like, what? Why did, are there hours till 3 o'clock? Like, what do you mean I can't go at 5 or 6 or 7? Like, things were open 24 hours or at least late at night. Yeah. And I know COVID changed a lot of things too. And I think it's a good thing. I don't think yeah. people should be working their lives away. I respect it, but it is a mindset shift. Yeah, I was like the able liquor stores to go. are closed here on Sunday, right? Yeah, and at like a certain I don't know time if after, that happened. I can't remember if that. I live in Florida, where it was open like all the time. Yeah, I, can't I think remember. it was, or at least. But late you also couldn't stuff. get like beer and wine. Well, hold on, could you get beer? No, no, no. You couldn't get beer and wine in like stores like that. Like mm. Target didn't sell that. Right. Oh, where nice. here they do. Oh. Yeah, there's different rules. Yeah, there's different rules. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But I definitely think that we are definitely losing our patience. And I think that it's showing. And I think there's good with it and bad with it. I think that we are, you know, on one hand, like, we're coming up with alternative things to make things easier for us, right? Which yeah. is what inventions always were. I know. But we're lazy. Yeah, we're a little lazy. 
really lazy and like yeah. that sedentary like lifestyle. Well, I mean, I know everyone, all of us feel like we're so busy. Mm-hmm. Like we're just being like totally exhausted. But then we're also like sitting on our asses a lot. I was just thinking about this. Like, yeah, we do sit on our asses a lot. Like, especially us, like, driving our kids around, like, we're like yes. a goddamn taxi driver everywhere. I'm sitting in the car. I, I, I take them to school, sit in the car ride line, pick them up, sit in the car ride line, sit in the car ride, and drive like them to this place, sit in the, you know, like. And I'm like, why am I tired? I've just been driving. But it's, like, so, like, exhausting. Shuttling around. Yeah. For what? We do that to ourselves with extracurricular. Speaking of extracurriculars, did you see? Okay, so I made a post about how much my kids cost per okay. year. Oh, can we talk a little yeah, bit about your moment? About oh, I know. Dana's big mom. If I have one of those like blow horns or like confetti, here we go. <laughs> um, oh, the claps when they go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cla- audience. Can I do clap? the sound, sound effect good? Yeah. So I made this video. I made it a year ago. I made a video a year ago talking about how much my kids cost yeah. me, but I did a very like general one. I didn't break it down hardcore. I just kind of like generally spoke on yeah. it and it went viral. There was like a million views yeah. and people were commenting like all the things I missed. I feel so, like, is this the video? Is this the only video or have you made two? I did. It? So this was like okay. last year and I had okay. a bunch of comments being like, oh, you didn't talk about like healthcare. You didn't talk about this. Oh. So this year I made an updated okay. one and I went through everything I could think of. Like okay. I, I did medical costs. I yeah. did this. I did that. Whatever. So I totaled up and my kids cost me $53,000 per year total, like all three of them. Sounds so right. it's about what? 17000 a kid, give or take 18000 a kid? Sounds right. Okay. So now the Brookings Institute, which is like a finding, they did like a study or whatever. And the average American middle-class family spends $310,000 per kid from ages zero to 18. Oh, wow. So like you would at the end of this spend between all of them a million dollars, like Cali, you know, so if I had never gotten married and had kids, I'd be rich. You'd be up a million bucks. Yeah. Ah! So like, same. No, so kidding. I'll be like down a million dollars at the end of 18 years. Right. So anyway, we're kind of right on par with that. Cause that works out to be about 17, $18,000 no so a year. Right. <laughs> kids are expensive. There's the girl with the list. Have you ever heard of the girl with the list? No. She, her whole TikTok is dedicated to making a list of all the reasons why she will not have kids. And she always like, like comments oh, on these things. Yeah. So anyway, so I make this video and I talk about it and I break down the cost and I was like, We spend $18,000 a year on extracurriculars, and that one pisses people off. Like, people don't like that. And then, like, preschool is, like, another almost $8,000 a year. And some people are, like, that have, like, crazy preschools are, like, that's not that bad. Right. But for us, when you have multiple children. Yes. And your extracurriculars are crazy, and you have preschool, oof, it's a lot. It is a lot. And I got very mixed reviews. Some people were, like, I spent $50,000 on one kid because of daycare costs. Yeah. And then other people were, like, that's crazy. I don't even make $50,000. Right. Well, but some people are making enough for that preschool. Right. So it just depends, Justifies. right? I didn't even and put it my kids. Depends what city really. you live in and how expensive it is, and a million things. So I break right. it all down. I talk about like health insurance, how much that costs us per year, medical costs. I go down through everything. So and then at the end, I I talk about how I'm like, you know, you don't, you could raise happy, healthy children on far more than this or far less than yeah. this. Like kids need just love like and what security. We decide to do it's not a right or a wrong. It's just like right. what we're doing right now. Kids need love and security, but at the end of the day. I put it out there because kids are expensive and people are planning families now and really taking thought into it. It is something to think about. And it's hard to think about what kids might cost you if you've never had them. Like I wouldn't have even thought about half the things on my list that I I said. So I kind of was like throwing it out there as like if you're considering to have kids, like it's a good thing to talk about budgets. And these are some things that you should budget for. Or at least knowing like as two people coming in with their own traditions, their own ways that they were raised, how much like they think they want to they're like okay spending yeah and different aspects but i always hear this line which is like you know 
somehow you always figure it out. Like yeah. whether you have one kid or five, like no matter where your finances are, somehow you always figure out how to give them the best life that you can possibly provide. Yeah, you but figure, yes, yeah, and everyone's you, life is going to look different. Everyone, yeah, you do. But also on top of it, priorities are different, right. and people get so annoyed when. So I I talk about money on my channel because it's so taboo. People do not talk about money. We talked about this last time. I know, and I don't know podcast. why. I would tell you everything. Everyone's really hush hush. Even I. So I did. So BuzzFeed interviewed me, and then BBC Radio. We called should me. do a post or a podcast about how much. Both of us make, our husbands make, how we spend and everything. Because like, if you yeah. don't, I don't know why they don't want to know. I don't know why it's so taboo. I think it's because you want, do you, do you think it's because you don't want people to know how like, like less financially set you are or how much you really are? Because they think, you think you're going to, somebody's going to judge them on that. Here's the thing. You're going to get judged for every fucking thing. That's what I'm saying. So, so it's it like, doesn't matter. Well, I just put it up You're going to get judged if you're in debt. You're going to get judged if you're not in debt. You're going to yeah. get judged if you're rich. You're going to get judged if you're poor. Like, And how you're utilizing people and suck. spending your money. And yeah. people care about how other people do things. It's bizarre. It is weird. Like when I tell you like the comments are just so crazy. I had someone comment. Actually, I want to respond to her. I, I was can't gonna wait say, to like, respond to her. What are the weird comments that so people one put? Person or, like, wrote, not weird, but eighteen thousand dollars on extracurriculars. Everyone's out here thinking that their kids are going to become like NFL players or Yankee players. Yep. Most of your kids aren't going to amount that's to that, they, right? That's okay. They were they were enjoying okay. their activities. Well, so. I already have my response in my head to her, and it's going to be a big like. First of all, just in case you didn't know, everyone that was on the NFL or the Yankees was a kid at one point yeah. who was training. So, like, not impossible. Also, though, not my goal. I'm not living right. through my kids. Me if either. My kids turn around tomorrow and say, I don't want to dance. I'd have a talk with them about what that means because they put in time. Right. But, okay, cool. Everyone don't dance. sometimes need a break. I ask them every month. I didn't dance. Month. This isn't me. Me too. I ask them every month. I'm like, do we still like it? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm like, what if we took Absolutely. a year off? Even this morning or last night, I was just like, they walked in the door. It's eight o'clock. I'm just starting dinner. Yeah. I went to two different it's grocery exhausting. stores. I just got done from doing Jungle Body. I had worked all day, done all my social medias, painted pets and dogs. And I just looked at them like, y'all ready to take a break? Like, yeah. Let's just take a year off. Yeah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, just a year. You'll be okay. You'll be you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I don't like know. Like everything. From I just think that people are so judgy and it's like, first of all, first of all, I'll never tell my kids that they're not gonna be able to do this professionally because who freaking knows if they who will? Knows? I'm not gonna, yeah. And it doesn't mean that they're gonna be a professional like dancer in the sense of like NFL level that's type right. thing. Maybe they'll become dance studio owners. That's that's dance a very realistic thing. Dance instructors. Or they can work for a dance company like Capizio yes. or Block or Maybe they'll like work and conventions. go on Broadway one day. Yeah, I mean there's so many things that they aren't They can teach dance impossible. at like YMCA and stuff yes. like that. They can be what I do, which is a fitness instructor because I can move to the beat of the music and yeah. I can work with choreography and so like I implemented all my years of dance and I'm like a fabulous Absolutely. So. And regardless to me, it's I'm not just spending $18,000 a year on them dancing. Now, right? let's break I'm it down why it, we think it's so important. Right. I'm spending it because I want them to learn how to be team players. I want them to know to have goals and work hard yeah. and get to that pride of like yep. waiting, right? That maybe that's a place that they actually have to wait. You do. They have to practice something over and over and over. And, and it over could and take over them a year to get it. Lily Some of them took get like it. a year to get a back walkover. Right. She had to work every day to do it. And then finally she got it. And it's that pride you feel and that ability of knowing, mm-hmm. wow, like I can do hard things. I can do hard things. You know? Yeah. Um, and learning how to be a team and learning how to cheer for people and not be assholes online. And deal with <laughs> all sorts of emotions. Yeah. And that aspect of being on a team. Yes. Uh, learning how to com- win, how to lose. Jealousy. There's coming together, camaraderie. There's 
friendships and they sway back and forth. There's um, accountability and responsibility. All of the older girls at that dance team, I would trust to babysit my kids because they're all assistants to Mm -hmm. like younger kids. They help them with potty. They're learning so many good life skills. I mean, it's endless. Yes. It really is endless. So it's like my pleasure to, if they want to do it. Right. To support it. It also is okay if it's not in your budget. Like everyone's yeah. budget's different, but if it is in someone's budget and it is something that the kids want to do and the parents yeah. aren't living through them and not, you know, right. like those things I understand, but like, I don't know. I just feel like it's just interesting. You say what you, you know, I'm I'm getting vulnerable and I'm telling you what I spent online and then you're like, oh, well, your kid's not going to be an NFL player. So like, fuck that. Well, not only that, it's like, okay, so I'm sure we can judge how you prioritize what you're doing right. with the money. And- do you have a car? Yeah. That has a $500 payment a month on it. Because yeah. you probably do. Or do you have, do you vacation or do you do that? Like, that's the whole thing. You can't judge people on what they spend. Right. Every single person's life and journey, their priorities and their perspective and how they're going to do life. Every single one of us is unique. Isn't yeah. that weird that every single one of us I is guarantee unique you to its if, own little like universal orbit? I think yes. it's cool. And I guarantee you if most would people wrote down, down their costs, that. we all average middle class. Obviously, you're going to have your, you know, but average middle class, we probably all spend similar amounts of money just on different things. Yeah. Like going out to eat. A lot of people order True. out and go out to eat. We don't go it's out to eat It's the one really thing that like we don't yeah. do. When we do, we like go, but like we don't do it often. Yeah. We don't do it often either. It's like. You know, I don't. I find it actually harder to like get everyone loaded and I know it's kind of exhausting at a table and like, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather save it for date nights at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I just feel like it's just it's definitely interesting. And you know, it's funny. So we do complain though a little bit about. Oh, I'm aware it's a lot of money. Yeah, I was gonna say like we know it's a lot and it's not like we're like whatever as long no, as they're happy i don't we just are have always this money like, sitting around i could have a second mortgage we always talk about that you know and like so 100%. it's definitely a lot it's yeah. definitely a lot but it's a lot of money and you if you told me five years ago i probably would have been like absolutely not also right now that we're in it it's but hard yeah to- when you start seeing your kids in it it's hard to not but again like you know i mean I don't know. You just make it, like you said, you make it work. You just make a choice. Or you don't make it work and that's okay too. It's whatever you end up doing. Absolutely. I've I've definitely thought about like the fact of like, you know, one of us isn't doing well financially. It had to be Trevor because he's mostly the one providing. But I'm like, okay, so we would just pull out. Yeah. Yep. Try something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or do it at a lower level and not so extreme. Right. There's always options with that too. There's always options. I don't know. But uh, so yesterday, so, okay. So yesterday, back to that, um, BuzzFeed did an interview with me and then. Oh, yes. Okay. That was just online. So all of my interviews so far, I've had like a couple like Daily News last year and like BuzzFeed, like they've all been like just email questions. But then I got a call from BBC. And I always saw a little bit of that clip. And I was like, I'm sorry. what? And they were like, we want to have you live today on the radio. So I was like, okay. So I've never done that before. So I was like legit sweating. I know, of course. Like you did bloated and I felt like I was going to poop myself. So I go Uh on and it was actually really interesting because we were talking about this is that was the topic we were talking about. That was the video. And he even says at one point we were talking about money being tattoo. And he even said at one point, he's like, I'm embarrassed to even say $53,000 out loud. And I was like, see, like why? I don't get it. I don't know. But it just proved my point. I was just like, listen, exactly. we're here's humans to have our own human experience. And what is it? What does 53,000 even mean? Okay, we're here to it just. It means a lot of extra shifts, but yes. I yeah. mean, but in zoom out a little bit, like, right. you're just here to 
try to accomplish joy for yourself. And then if you have a family for your nuclear family and however that means to you, I mean, we're literally like on a ticking time clock of where like our life ends. So like just do what you want to do. Like just do what (laughs) you want to do, no matter how much it is, is my opinion. I mean, yes, like not saying like we have free money, like you have to go work for it. Right. Go work for it. And then you, because you worked for it. Go do what you want to do with it. Yes. Like, I don't understand any other concept. He asked me that question on the radio. He said, so what advice would you give to a family who's trying to budget who like okay. is struggling with yeah. it? And I said, I was like, extra sources of, extra streams yeah. of income. I mean that, I said How there many are of us so dance moms many options. are doing other things. Right. We are putting in like those extra hours at the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, we have fundraising stuff. Yep. We look for deals for the hotels. I mean, we should have another podcast about I know. that world but beyond like, that how many of us are working second jobs yeah. and i mean it's not listen it's not everything and i do have days where i'm like am i crazy and, no no me too you know i have those Absolutely. existential days where i'm like i don't think that's especially the right if i word. know other people that are not in it and yeah. they're like they're they have the weekends off or they have the days yeah. off or like if they even knew it, it is a little i guess embarrassing for some of the people i know or like cousins and stuff like if they even knew how much we spent on it i always feel like his Trevor's mom is going to judge me because I put them and he's working really hard. Yeah. And that we're putting that money there into that. And I don't know if she finds that as important. Not or everyone's like going to value it. Yeah. It yeah. Is, like, it, a, and it's hard. Like you said, it's still where a lot I would of money. feel like a little bit like feeling judged only because like that's her poor son like working his ass off. And I'm like, and this costed this much, you know, but I'm trying to, to do my part, you know? So, so I'm saying, help. and we live in a day and time. I will say this, the economy is shit, right? And it's not yeah. easy to make money in a traditional sense, but it is the easiest time to make money in a non-traditional sense. And that's really cool. You know, like there, and I said that on the radio, I was like, there are so many streams of income now. You can go and like type things online for someone. You Mm. could edit online. You could, you know, do content creating. You could, you know, work with a company and do an affiliate link. You can start a a podcast. You could, I mean, there's so many different things and so many different ways to make money. And there's like virtual assistants and there's just ways to make it in the comfort of your home, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And maybe it won't be the best money ever. It might just be here and there. But like this year alone, we've increased, we have added my goal for 2023 was to add streams of income. Oh, cool. That's because a good goal. I, it makes me nervous only having our jobs, right? Like I'm okay. like, maybe we need a little side something, right? Yeah. So like that was my goal. And I didn't have like a number in mind necessarily, but I wanted it to be yeah. extra streams. And so then I started the wedding content creator stuff, which has made me like a decent amount. People, weddings aren't going away and people already have it in their mind that they're going to spend a shit ton of money on their yeah. wedding. So they don't even blink when you give them a rate. Right. I'm like, I wish Trevor would go back to like. I wish you would too because we could work together and uh, we can get weddings. Okay, well, we'll talk about this later, okay? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we have the wedding content creating that I started. I did the, and then I I told myself last November, I said, I'm going to post one video every single day on my TikTok and see what happens. I remember and that. And that's what I've done. And I've kept up with it. Wait, you have like 5 million different accounts too. Like which one? The, just the the Lily. Uh, the regular one. The, Dane, the yeah. Motherhood Yeah, the Chronicles. only other accounts I have is that I have the, all the Motherhood accounts, yes. which I have one on Instagram, one okay. on TikTok, one on Facebook. Can't get confused between which one's And then personal. I have the, um, my personal ones. And the wedding one. And then the wedding one. Okay. Yeah, I know do. it's a lot. It's not a lot. Just sometimes you have to segment it out. I mean, we yeah, just started crazy. our pet one and then I have my yeah. art one and then I have my personal one. Right. So I get it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's like multiple different streams. I mean, that. You have definitely inspired me. I would have never. It's so been funny because you've inspired me to do it. I've, 
Well, it's because I did it um, without social media, like an more so like more more of an old fashioned way, which is like I paint and I go to art markets and I have commission through word of mouth. Yeah. Okay. Had nothing to do with social media. Did I start a social media account? Yes, because that's where now you can I can post my paintings right. instead of having. I think the old school way was having like a portfolio right, or something right. like that. And obviously, I have a website where you can like scroll through, which I hardly ever update. I think most people just go right to your Instagram. I agree. Whatever. Um. So I, I had that, but then yeah, and then like I pet sit. Yeah. Which is word of mouth again. Like it's just a few people, and then it like blew up. Yeah. You know, it's like every day someone's texting me about if I can like. It's crazy. And. Yeah, and that's a service I enjoyed you. So those two things. But I started that pet sitting in TikTok to literally yeah, yeah, yeah. just yesterday. So I was like, wait a minute, they're here at my house anyway. Yeah. And they're so fucking cute. Yeah. You know, like every day they're so funny. And I I want to bring joy to people. So like And that's the whole thing. The worst thing that comes out of it is it doesn't grow much. And the best thing that comes out of it is it does. And, and it does, and I'll get my who cares? Cat, cat kitty free kitty litter yeah, yeah, thing yeah. with Jiggy. But it it literally doesn't like, matter. Here's to free dog biscuits and cat treats coming up. Will it's it bring me so lots of money? Funny. No, but like I can maybe see what will happen from here and grow and learn from it. And it's also a project that Trevor and I are doing together. So even and it's again, just fun. Win-win. It's just and it's something fun. that's different. That's how I felt. I was like, I'm a nurse, and it's really hard mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah, and you're also good at you like editing. Like, yeah. don't you enjoy all that kind of stuff? So for me, it's a little bit more challenging because I I sort of don't really like being on right. my phone that long. Not to be like, oh, I want to not be on my phone, but I just don't get off on sitting there. Like, you're like techie. Yeah. Like, other people are techie. They're like, they're really fast on the phone and stuff like that. I don't have talents in other directions. Like, I... Whatever, you can do that singing thing through your mouth and like that weird thing with your tongue. I've never like painted or this or that, so it works. But yeah, I just think, just my point being is just that there's ways to make extra streams of income. Pet sitting doing Uber dog walking. Eats, dog walking. I mean, there's just so many options. Yeah. So in that sense, we're in a really cool time. Yeah. Don't give up, my friend. Don't give up. Keep your dreams strong. <laughs> That's it. So I want to, my goal is to have more streams of income this year because okay. I really think it's great because like perfect example. And it started for you. You're already making like chunks of money every month. And that's what I'm saying. It'll be media. like chunks. And it, like, okay, you hear about these people are like, oh, I made, you know, a million or whatever from OnlyFans. Okay, well, that's a little overwhelming. Let's start. You're a realistic person yeah. with a realistic following. You're not mm-hmm. like crazy, crazy following, but you have a really good, and you just got like all these interviews, yeah. good extra money per month. Like, yeah, that's realistic. It's extra. It is realistic. There are months that I make like, 200 bucks yeah. for the whole month. I will take 200 Social bucks, media wise. And then gladly. there's months where I make like, I made in two days, $1,500 yeah. on one video. Amazing. Like it's crazy. Amazing. So it just depends, you and know? I, for the longest time, I'll say this, like I just didn't want to be, I don't know, involved with social media. I'm kind of like one of those people. And also it's also my age range too. I just didn't like, we're here, but like it took me a while to get here. There's pros and cons to it. No, I know. I know. And I'm going to try to find the balance between some of my accounts now and yeah. managing and stuff like that. But like the fact, the fact of the matter is, like you said, if you're looking for money, there is opportunity because no matter if you want to be on your phone or social media or not, people are scrolling and looking. Yeah. And if you have some, actually, I was just listening to Bashar. He's like one of my weird channeling guys that I love. And he was, the girl was saying like, I just don't want to be on my phone. Like, I think she was talking about something that she wanted to promote or like offer on social media. And he like stopped her. He's like, why? And she's like, I just think it's horrid to like be on your phone and be on social media. He's like, horrid. And he's like, he's like, basically you're selfish. And she was like, what? And he was like, basically you have um, a joy and a service and an act and a love 
to give and offer people and you're not doing it just because you don't want to be. I know. And he's like, think about how many people you're servicing through whatever you have to offer because it was your gift to offer. And for those people that need it, will. And for those people that will resonate it, will. And you've just done something for them. And for the others, don't worry about them. Like, they, it doesn't resonate with them. They'll yes. go to somebody else. So, like, we have all these gifts and services and energies and vibes. Like, yeah. this is why we're doing this podcast because we can sit here and talk forever. We do right. this naturally. Why not? Yeah. And some people that find us entertaining and, and I don't know, whatever, and can, like, relate. Mm-hmm. That's a, our service and our gift and our – why wouldn't we put that out there is what yes, I'm trying to say. Especially with our – like – and I want to go back to what you just said, but like motherhood in general is so lonesome sometimes and true. so isolating and it's hard to make mom friends. Yeah. And I, that's kind of why I wanted to make this podcast too. Cause I was kind of like, yeah. maybe someone, I guess I pictured in my head, like that new mom that's sitting at home and she's like stuck on the couch and like the yes. baby's breastfeeding and she Absolutely. doesn't have mom friends yet. And she could listen to us and like yes. relate to us and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. And just kind of make you feel more yeah. normalized. And yeah. I definitely started and, listening to podcasts yeah. when, after I had styles, when I was, Sitting on the couch, yeah. breastfeeding, yep. and like, or in the car on the way to Target or something. And I needed, you know, babies crying. And like, I was trying to listen to something positive. Like, yes. I'm not alone. You definitely feel alone during those times. Yeah, absolutely. So, but back to what you just said really quick. Yeah. Before we wrap everything up. I have seen people talk about like being on social media, like as a creator, it's cringy. Like you're going to be cringy. Like yeah. I, I look back even on stuff I posted like last year and I was like, Oh my God, like I can't believe I posted oh, that. Me too, or, man. You know, like I it, think it, I'm it's terrible. cringy. Yeah. But here's the thing it's always going to be cringy until you're not cringy because all of a sudden you're legit. Yeah. Right? Like, and there's always someone for everyone. Right. But like, I'm just saying, like, I have a feeling you have to post. If you want to grow and become a content creator, you have to post like you're a content creator even when you're not a content creator. Yeah. So even with 100 followers, you have to post like yeah. you're talking to a million I think people. I have like 40. <laughs> Yeah, but you have to post like you're talking to a million if you want to grow, you yeah. know, and it's hard because it is cringy in a sense. But like at the same time, the people that are judging you for being cringy, what would you watch if you didn't have content creators? Exactly. Like if you're scrolling and no one was making content, well, then what the hell would you watch? Yeah, I think we'd go back to shows maybe. Yes. YouTube. But like I'm just saying like you want to be on social media. You obviously are on these things. You're on Instagram. You're on yeah. TikTok because you want to look at people, but then you're going to talk shit about them even though you're not doing it yourself. It's part of the whole thing, though. I can't. I know. So anyway, okay. that's that. We'll wrap this up yeah. with... Go be your go best Go be self your best self. On any social media platform and share your gift and your light to the world. And even if it's not on social media, share it with, like, people. Like, well, be yourself. Be that's authentic. Definitely, that's what even I always want to start Even that's hard, though, with. when you're meeting mom friends, right? Like, I feel like a lot of people are very, like, closed up at first. Like, just be yourself. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's because we're, like, suffering, sort of. It's hard. We're, like, trying to get through the day. It is. And so, remember we mode. talked about this, like, real quick. I was like, wait, was I nice, Dana, when we met? And you're like, I don't think so. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no one's ever said that to me before because, you know, like, I'm not trying whatever, but most people are like, you know, I'm personal and I'm yeah. outgoing and stuff. I'm like, I was probably, like, dying that day, probably. They were, yeah. like, drowning. Like, I, I was in my own world. Nice. Like, I just think you were just not. Yeah, like you thinking it was nothing. to like, because yeah. I was drop with these. We were doing like a drop off with this like preschool, and I think that I was like. I remember every day. John's the one who said that we should talk. Really? Yeah. So we were doing. We were the our our two daughters were in preschool together. Oh, Charles said the same thing. He's like, I think you're gonna like this one girl. Who's like, yeah. Um, her daughter's really good friends with Freya. And yes, because like- Freya and Violet clicked right away, mm-hmm. and they were like so similar. It was yeah. so funny. 
And that's but when was John Freya was like, Violet and one of the girl, and he's like, it sounded like some like witch names or whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot the, their third name. I can't remember. And who that was. Um, but when did we actually? When was our first time hanging out? I don't know. I know. I, I actually have that. no idea how that like all Me transpired. But I do remember seeing him at Pickup a lot, and I remember like seeing you guys and John was like I feel like you are, you're gonna click with her like you should like talk to her and you should get and, and Freya and Violet get along you guys should like have okay. a play date and that's how it all have a meeting love at first sight no a play date oh they said a meeting meet. I know I'm like, so sophisticated get her on the calendar so formal yes so <laughs> that's that. all right oh you do want to know one impression I, did. I thought you were way younger than you are so that's uh, a nice thing right tell me more yeah I literally thought you were like 30 well that is not true at all yeah <laughs> so you look great for, great i mean not that you're far off from that but like i totally was like i thought you were like super Thank young you yeah you look so good i do not look good right now that robotism i'm oh like zombie God. and wait can we just do this right here look how much better look wait wait i know my eyebrows have been drooping i, I haven't gotten too. botox in a while look is it, wait wait dana am i better now <laughs> No, wait, wait, right here, just right here, yeah. just, just this. Look, no, you kind of look creepy like that. You look a little shocked. I want to look shocked. I want to look shocked and frozen. All just right, kidding. on that note, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Beauty comes from the inside. What happened to be yourself? Be your authentic self. I am myself, bitch. I got like blue hair and piercings and weird shit. Okay, yourself. So, um, yes. All right. Well. Make sure you subscribe and like and share so yeah. you can see more of us. And this do is... Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. Go do your thing. Over and out. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow and subscribe so you can tune in next week. Wanna, wanna.